Welcome to Queens of the Drone Age, the vixens in Big Tech's hen house. <laughs> I'm Amanda Yo, and with me today are my birds of a feather, Tegan Jones. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and Ray Johnston. I am clearly a kookaburra. <laughs> I'd just like to stay <laughs> that. <laughs> Sadly, Rad can't be with us this week, but we'll be sure to make her jealous she missed it. Now, Queens, today we're talking about something that's near and dear to all of our hearts. Something that is round all around and bigger on the bottom. <laughs> they're smaller at the top and we're glad we've got them because they're egg-shaped. Because they're eggs. I love eggs so much. They just make me really yeah. happy. I love the poetic reading of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cells are the building blocks of life and eggs are some of the biggest cells in the body. We all began as eggs, but sadly to eggs we cannot return. Mm. Oh. Eggs are love. Eggs are life. Eggs fill and sustain us and remind us that there is good in this world and that it needs to be handled with care. As such, there is a ton of egg-related tech and science out there, investigating everything from cooking them to caring for them to analysing and learning from them. So, Queens, what exciting egg-related facts do you have for me this week? <laughs> I've got an exciting egg-related question. Yes, go. Ooh. Do you know why egg yolks are different colours? So you know how some are paler... Some are really vibrant. Ooh. I assumed it had to do with nutrition. Yeah. It does. Something. It actually does. Ooh. Yeah. So pale yellow yolks generally mean that a hen has had a wheat-based diet. Oh. Whereas if they have really medium or like darker yellow yolks, it's more of a corn or a alfalfa diet. Interesting. Ooh. And that's why, you know, your your household backyard chooks have the darker yolks as well because they're eating a lot of kitchen scraps and different stuff. Exactly right. Um, yes. and, and do you know why there are some white and some brown eggs or eggshells? The shells? No. Yeah, so this is really simple and it makes so much sense once you hear it, especially because like in US TV shows you see a lot of like really white eggs. I'm like, why don't we have that? It's just the colour of the hens. So <laughs> white feathered hens more likely to have the white shelled eggs, whereas brown hens, brown shells. I feel like that's something I knew, but I just forgot so that I could learn other things. And now I've relearned it and it's going to stay with me forever. Thank you, Tegan. <laughs> and now your pin number is out of your head or something. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten what I'm doing tomorrow, but I know why eggs are different colours now. Thanks, Tegan. <laughs> it's important information. You're welcome. Um, let's actually get on with the show, though. <laughs> the egg thing that I wanted to talk about today is century eggs. <gasps> me too. Ooh. That was my one too. <laughs> They're so good. You can both teach me because I know next to nothing about century eggs other than that they exist. They Have you had them before? No. <gasps> we have to feed you century eggs. Yeah, we do. We need to fix this. <laughs> yeah. That is my love language, being fed. So thank you. <laughs> so century eggs, you've probably seen them on like late night shows where hosts are like, oh, eat this disgusting thing which is vaguely racist, but anyway. Oh, yeah, that's James Corden, right? I wasn't naming names, but sure. Oh, I'll name names. <laughs> He's not going to listen and sue us, I promise. <laughs> Big fan of Queens of Drone Age, James Corden. <laughs> we have the truth defence on our side. <laughs> so these are eggs that have been preserved. They've gone, the whites have gone like a brown or a black 
The yolk goes a kind of a greenish color and they're delicious and perfectly safe to eat. It goes fully gelatinous rays. Yum. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm on board with this, friends. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, she makes a good point because Ray famously likes hard boiled eggs. Like she won't even have a soft boiled egg, actually. No, I'm not a fan of a runny yolk. No, they're not runny. They're pretty much like boiled eggs once they're done. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. I'm back on board. <laughs> even though they're green. You said they're green. Yeah. All right. So they, they yeah, they change color. Uh-oh. So there are a lot of myths around century eggs. So some people are like, oh, they are actually centuries old. Some people are like, oh, they're made with horse urine. Oh. What? Both very untrue. That I had not heard. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't imagine they'd be made with horse urine. Like what is. No. Oh, I heard that all the time when I was a child. Really? Wow. Oh. Wow. The way they're actually made is through a very interesting chemical reaction. Ooh. Yeah. Science. Yeah. It's science. It's science. It's a chemical reaction, Ray. I'm back on board with the green yolked egg. (laughs) So what happens is they take these eggs, usually duck eggs, and cover them with salt, quicklime, and ash to preserve (gasps) them. Oh. Then they wrap them in rice husks. And they leave that for several weeks, months sometimes. Okay. And then after that, you've got a century egg. And sometimes there's mud or clay that's like on the outside too. Yeah. That's awesome. Sometimes tea as well. So it's almost like a pickling process with the salt. Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. It absolutely is. And then it has a Maillard reaction, like with steak. Oh, yes. Yeah. Nice, like ceviche. <laughs> so that's how they get the dark colour. Yeah. I understand. I'm on board now. Yeah. Yeah, give me one. Mm-hmm. I want one. <laughs> So basically what's happening there is the fault of sodium hydroxide. Okay. So that moves into the egg via osmosis and it breaks down the proteins and that becomes glucose and amino acids and they interact with each other, react with each other and have that reaction that Tegan mentioned and turn brown. Nice. And in the meantime, it doesn't go bad if it's done properly because the mud and and all of it basically reacts like a a vacuum seal, like you would, uh, you know, with modern day appliances that keeps out the bacteria and other like bad microorganisms. It's like you're vacuum sealing, sous viding, pickling, brining it all at once. Yeah. I love this. It's really cool. This is really cool. But then with zero heat though. Zero heat, which is awesome. That is. That's super cool. Just time and love. Time and love and science and chemical reactions. Sign me up. Yeah. So while traditionally it was made with salt and quicklime and all of that, now you can just soak the eggs in a solution of table salt, calcium hydroxide and sodium carbonate, and it'll take a much shorter time, but it's the same result. Oh, nice. Shortcuts. So that's basically what a century egg is. It's just an alkaline egg. Oh, okay. I'm getting my head around this now. Every time I hear alkaline before any kind of food, I just think of like wellness grifters trying to sell me alkaline water. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Because because of that sodium hydroxide, which is alkaline, moving into the egg, it raises the pH of the egg, breaks down all those proteins and makes it delicious. No, this makes perfect sense. There are pictures sitting in Messenger for you, Ray. Go have a look. Okay, okay. I'm going to have a look. Oh, wow. Okay. It is a vibe. Um, it looks like glassware from the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> it does a little bit. 
but then you cut up the glassware and you put it on congee and it's delicious. Yeah, that's how you eat it. So you've got the you've got the classic curtains in Nan's caravan, orange, uh, whites with the greens that kind of go from khaki through to a pale yellow still in some of them. And others have the orange still in the middle. And some amber thrown in. Yeah, it, it does. It looks it looks like the fossil that they used to get the T-Rex blood out of in Jurassic Park. <laughs> so I am just such an egg purist. I'm just all about chucking the eggs in the pot of water, boiling them until they are no longer runny in any capacity and eating them. Yeah, if you want something to just munch on, we can make you our tea eggs instead, which take way less time and are also very delicious and pretty. Friends, I have a story to tell you about an egg gadget that is unlike any egg gadget that has existed before it. Ooh, that's a big call. Oh, yeah. It is called the Vortex fluidic device. Excuse me? And it was, yes, and it was invented by Professor Colin Raston from Flinders University in Melbourne, 2015. Shout out to Australian scientists doing great things like inventing machines that can unboil eggs. What? Why? Excuse me? (laughs) What? What? Pardon? Pardon? For real. Unboil an egg. He could unboil an egg, at least partially. Anyway, it can partially unboil an egg. So this thing kind of looks a little bit like a modified Nerf gun that belongs in a science lab. (laughs) I'm in love with this device. Um, So it can unravel the proteins in an egg. So that's what has made it cooked in the first place. When all the proteins ravel together and bind together, it can unravel them. It can make the white part of a cooked egg runny again. (laughs) But, But not the yolk. No, it can't go that far. (laughs) <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> like full runny, like transparent again? Runny. That's amazing. Like full runny again. It can it can partially unboil an egg. It can fix my mistakes when I've gone too far, because unlike Ray, I like me a runny egg. Colin, if you could just send one my way, mate, that'd be great. <laughs> I, th- I think it is worth pointing out that, uh, yeah, Professor Colin Raston here, he did not set out to invent a device that could unboil an egg. That is not the purpose of his research. So this was just a happy accident. <laughs> what was he trying to do? The device does a bunch of stuff because it can unravel proteins It can be used in the treatment of cancer. It can be used for manufacturing pharmaceuticals. It's used to make biofuels. Oh, useful things. Food processing. Yeah, actual useful things. I guess. Can it fix the overcooked meat? (laughs) Uh, Look, I don't know. I think we should ask him. I think I should get in touch with him and just be like, hey, Colin, here is a list of 100 things that Queens and Queens listeners want to know if your device can do. (laughs) (laughs) Can it uncook meat? Can it it fix my hair? Can it (laughs) – it's made of protein. Can it grow me some nails? Who knows? But, yeah, it wasn't the whole point of the machine to to partially unboil an egg, but – You know when you're trying to explain to people what science does and everyone's like, I can't see how this relates to me in any way, so I'm just not interested and I'm going to tune out? Smooth brain. Uh, Yeah. You know, saying that you have invented the Vortox fluidic device which can partially unboil an egg, 
certainly is attention grabbing and it, so it helps explain what it can do. Are you saying it was a marketing spin? And my second <laughs> question is, I mean, fair if it was, but is that also a marketing spin to hide the fact that at some point old mate Colin is working on this vortex for stuff that's useful, but he gets hammered, comes home from the pub, is making eggs on toast and he's like, <laughs> wonder if I could like, boil the egg and it worked. Look, I am I am not going to try to guess how he came to this conclusion. No, no. Let's not besmirch the name of Colin. I doubt that that's what happened. I'm, I'm sure he's just an absolutely hardworking scientist. That's going to be what happens in the movie they make. <laughs> in the movie version, where Colin's played by Ryan Reynolds, who accidentally invents an yeah. egg unboiling machine. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. And then he goes around unboiling people's eggs. He's he's like a becomes like a villain. <laughs> what a menace. I was gonna say a national hero. <laughs> yeah. What what kind of national hero would be unboiling a perfectly boiled egg? That's just awful. Well, I presume that they'd be overboiled. I agree. No such thing. So he's bringing them back. The most low stakes <laughs> hero ever. <laughs> the, the egg unboiler. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you reckon he just makes egg puns as he as he does it, like with finger guns at like little old ladies and stuff? I have absolutely no doubt whatsoever. He's actually an extremely good sport and did a whole bunch of media interviews about it when it when it was out at the time. So I'm great. I'm certain he is a personality filled man with his egg unboiling device going round. Just indiscriminately <laughs> shooting it at people's breakfasts at a cafe. <laughs> I still like to think that the forefront of this technology was about eggs and then when he realised what he had, as if you're going to get funding. So he's like, far out. I need to make this like actually useful, I guess. Let's try and cure cancer or whatever. <laughs> no one's ever going to fund our egg unboiling device. We may as well make it useful. <laughs> what will we do? <laughs> I have an interesting egg fact that I found out through TikTok. Eggman is real and his name's Colin. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Leave Colin alone. <laughs> he's, he's done a good thing. I agree. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Colin. <laughs> it's actually about our own eggs. Oh. Well, like as women? Yeah. Oh, God. Is this going to be one of those weird things where you tell us like about how we used to use frogs as pregnancy tests and stuff? This is going to be yeah. some horrible thing like that, isn't it? Don't unboil my eggs. <laughs> don't, <I> don't... <laughs> don't boil your eggs, Tegan. I mean, they're your eggs. You can do what you want with them, but whoa. I mean, you need to tell us the fact real fast, really fast. This is going off the rails. <laughs> your bath is too hot again. This is what's <laughs> it really is. Well, did you know that our ovaries and our fallopian tubes aren't actually attached to each other? What do you mean? I mean that the ovaries, where our eggs are stored and from where they're released, yeah. and our fallopian tubes, which carry the eggs to our uterus, <laughs> they're not attached. Are you Wait, telling- this isn't like, when, 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 when the 18th century men, right? Do we have wandering wombs going around? Wandering impacting? wombs! <laughs> they were so right all so- along, fellas. 
So the, the the eggs do like a like a run and jump. Do they have like a little ramp, like little <laughs> to, to get out of the ovaries and land in the floor? What if they don't make it into the? Where do they go? That? I am I am no. Keep talking. I need. I'm upset. I'm upset. I can't continue to fill these gaps in myself because they're going to terrible places. You need to tell me the truth. When the ovary releases the egg, it is just loose in the abdominal cavity. No. And, no. Yeah, it's just just out there, just floating through there. It gets shot like a t-shirt cannon. <laughs> t-shirt cannon in my ovaries. Great. So there are finger-like structures connected to the fallopian tubes. No, I don't like that. Called fimbriae. Yes. And they will grab onto the egg as it's floating about in your abdomen. No. Wait, do we all have like those like those machines that you put the two bucks in and, and like the claw comes? <laughs> claw <down>? grabbers. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have ovary fingies. No. It's grabbing our Yeah. Claw grabbing yeah. our eggs to fling them into the fallopian tube. Always trying to get that iPhone eight and you never do. How are people ever conceived? This is nuts. This doesn't make any sense. You couldn't uh you couldn't get that Nintendo Wii, but we got you a child. <laughs> Runner up prize, ladies. Sorry, no stuffed monsters ink toys for you. Have an egg. <laughs> Amanda, that's horrifying. It is certainly surprising. Why am I inside the skate park? <laughs> I think most people just assumed it was a closed system. So they're just floating. Do they ever not make it? I'm not sure. I'm like, look, a lot of things can go wrong in the human body. So I presume that possibly, probably that has happened at some point. This is ridiculous. I can't deal with this. Why have you told me this fact? I'm going to think about this at three o'clock in the morning now. Yeah. I'm upset. It's important to know about yourself. <laughs> yeah, you'll think about it when you sneeze out one of your random eggs. It's floating around. I'll be like, what is that slight twinge of discomfort? Oh, my fingies didn't claw grab my egg and fling them into the fallopian <laughs> tube. It's been floating around my body for three months and I just uh, sneezed it out and it's a goddamn century egg now. I don't know how that happened. Why is my tummy wambling? Oh, it's my eggs. My copious amount of eggs. Because you know that's the, that's the real term for your stomach grumbling. It's called a wamble. Oh, I love that. That's great. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't it adorable? It sounds like a toddler trying to speak. <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time in voiceover studios in the last couple of weeks and every now and again I've had to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I just need to pause for a second. My stomach's wambling. <laughs> wamble. I have a wamble. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, maybe um, wambles are just all of our lost eggs. Screaming. Crying out for home. <laughs> Crying out in the dark. <laughs> Mother. All our unborn children. Mother. <laughs> Mother, help. Mother, help me. <laughs> There's no 8K content in here, Mother. <laughs> you just know there's one just hectically creepy one. Hello, Mother. <laughs> Feed me. I refuse to leave you. 
I'm with you forever. I'm wambling. (laughs) (laughs) I've been with you since you were inside your mother. Oh, no. Which is true, by the way. That's actually true. Oh, no. Yeah. So your eggs, they are with you from when you're a fetus. (gasps) Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's the inception of our pregnancies. So technically... Our eggs have been inside our mothers. That makes a lot of sense, but now I'm thinking about that too. Grandmother. (laughs) How dare you? How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for this episode of Queens of the Drone Age. Uh, Thank you all for joining us and thank you, Queens, for hanging out, I think. Oh, look, you're you're welcome. I'm not sure either. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be thinking about this for a while. Queens of the Drone Age abides by the MEAA Journalist Code of Ethics. Any advertising for the show is independent of our editorial opinions, which are not for sale. Any product recommendations we make are honest, and we take them very seriously. Queens of the Drone Age is made by us, the queens of multitasking. All our art and branding is done by Taya Godson. Thanks, Taya. Thanks, Taya. You can find more information on all the things we've talked about in our show notes at queensofthedroneage.com. Subscribe so you don't miss our next episode, and give us five stars. We'd give you five stars. We really would. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you in the future. Me and all my eggs would give you five stars. (laughs) 